sometimes we make a budget for the perfect version of ourselves, but we're totally ignoring our own patterns and habits. For instance, if you want to grab a coffee every single day on your way to work because you have to go into the office now and that coffee makes you happy and it brings joy into your life, include it in your budget. Hey, this is Allison, and welcome to the Inspired Budget Podcast, where we talk all things budgeting, debt, and saving money. I'm really excited about this episode, mostly because I think that sometimes budgeting feels so hard, but a lot of times we make it harder than it needs to be. And so I thought it would be really fun to break down budgeting into four main principles. Now, I'm not one to keep the secret that budgeting can totally change your financial life. It can give you a level of freedom that you never thought was possible. I'm talking a whole new level of control and empowerment and peace of mind when it comes to your money. You see, I'm a big believer that budgeting is all about being proactive with your money rather than reactive. Have you ever been reactive with your money? I know that I have been. And spoiler alert, I sometimes am still reactive with my money because I'm not perfect and neither are you. Being reactive with your money looks like constantly scrambling to catch up with your bills and expenses. It looks like having to make decisions because money situations happen to you instead of planning ahead for them. Whereas budgeting, it allows you to take charge and plan ahead. It's like having a superpower that lets you see into the future or see as best as you can into the future and make smart financial decisions before they even happen. Imagine that. I mean, seriously, imagine it. No more feeling trapped or stressed about your money. Budgeting gives you the freedom to prioritize your goals, save for the things that matter most to you, and still have money left over, hopefully, to enjoy your life. So let's break down these four principles of budgeting. These are the principles that if you can follow them, then budgeting becomes easy. It's no longer this daunting task. It's no longer this consequence or something that you don't look forward to. And it will help you write a budget that you can actually stick to. So let's dive in. Principle number one for successful budgeting is to change the way you see your budget. Now, when it comes to budgeting, it's important to totally change the way you see, think, and interact with your budget. I know firsthand that when I started budgeting, I did it out of shame, frustration, and guilt. I saw budgeting as a punishment or a consequence for my past money behaviors. I felt like I was bad with money. I had all this debt. I had a spending problem. So reluctantly, I decided to live on a budget. I saw it as this thing that I was only doing because I was bad with money. Have you ever felt that way too? Have you ever felt like I'm writing a budget because I'm bad with money or my parents didn't teach me about money or because I have debt? I want us to totally stop thinking that way. I want you to totally change the way you see budgeting. And instead, I want you to see it as this tool, this thing, this plan that will help you take control of your money and make better decisions that are going to serve you now and in the future. Think of it like this. Imagine your budget is a personal assistant 
that keeps track of your finances. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I would love to have a personal assistant in my life. I'm talking an assistant that runs around my house and does things for me like runs to the grocery store and gets eggs when I'm out, but I know I need to make eggs for breakfast the next morning. Or a personal assistant that can run up to the bank and get cash out for my cash envelopes because yes, I still use cash envelopes for certain areas of my money. And if you want me to talk about like how my cash envelope journey has changed, let me know. Send me an Instagram message over, send me a DM over on Instagram at Inspired Budget and I can add that to my podcast episode list. I think we can all agree that having a personal assistant to just kind of help you out with different tasks and keep you on track would be incredible. Like if you have one, keep them. I don't have one, but now I'm starting to convince myself that I need one. But regardless, your budget is your personal assistant for your money. It helps you stay organized. It reminds you of your financial commitments. It's like, hey, don't forget that you need to buy your parents an anniversary gift. Or, hey, don't forget that your kid's birthday is coming up and we need to start saving for that party because it's not cheap. Your budget, it helps you make smart money decisions. It's your little assistant. And by changing the way you see budgeting, by going from seeing it as a consequence for bad past behavior or unhealthy money behavior, when you go from seeing it like that to seeing budgeting as this incredibly helpful tool that allows you to be very proactive with your money and have a sense of control over your life, you'd be surprised by how your approach to budgeting changes. You suddenly have a better attitude about it. When you sit down to budget, it gives you this sense of empowerment instead of dread. I know that there are times in my life still when I know I need to budget and I just don't feel like doing it. And you know when that is? That's when I know I've been spending too much money. That's my fear of showing up of sitting down and looking at my money because I'm afraid that I'm going to feel bad or guilty or shameful for my past spending, for my patterns that I have maybe fallen into. I feel that a lot in the summertime and I feel that a lot in the wintertime. I can tell you that right now because I'm spending a lot more money in summer and I'm spending a lot more money for holidays. But by changing the way we see it, and instead of seeing budgeting as, hey, this is going to be like a slap in my face, instead of seeing it like that, we need to see it as like, hey, this is the answer. This is the thing that will help me feel better about money. Principle number one, when it comes to successful budgeting, change the way you see budgeting. Be very mindful of the thoughts that come into your mind about budgeting and ask yourself, is this helpful? Is this a helpful thought that is positive? If not, what can I think instead? Principle number two for successful budgeting is to know your goals. Knowing your goals, what you're working toward is a crucial part of budgeting. Here's the deal. When I was a teacher, I would always plan my lessons with the end in mind. If you're a teacher or if you know a teacher, I bet you do this. I would look at everything that my students needed to know by the test, by the time we took a test. Maybe it was a test on fractions. And so I would say, okay, what do my fifth graders need to know about fractions by the time we take this test in eight weeks or six weeks? 
And I would say, okay, we need to know how to add and subtract fractions. We need to know how to divide fractions by whole numbers or divide whole numbers by fractions. We need to know how to represent fractions in different ways. I would look at everything we needed to know and then I would work backwards and say, okay, I have six weeks to teach this information. The very first week, we're gonna focus on representing fractions. Week two is going to be adding and subtracting fractions with denominators that are not the same. What are those things called? Unlike denominators, I can't even remember. <laughs> but denominators that are different and how to change the fraction to have common denominators. That would be probably a two-week process, right? And then another two weeks for multiplying or dividing fractions. I would look at it and I would always know my goal. Where do I want my students to get? And I would work backwards. Managing your money is very much the same, except sometimes I think it's not as hard as being a teacher. I'll throw that out there. You need to know what is your goal? What do you want to achieve with your money? Think about what you want to achieve maybe by the end of this year. This is coming out at the end of June, beginning of July. You have about five or six months left, depending on when you're listening to this, at least five solid months left of the year. Start with setting a goal or an intention by the end of the year. What do you want to do? Do you want to save for a special vacation? Do you want to have money set aside for Christmas so you don't have any stress when it comes to the holidays and spending? Do you want to have like $600 saved up so that way you can just buy gifts? Do you want to pay off a certain amount of debt? By having these clear goals in mind, it allows you to prioritize them in your budget. It allows you to really know where you're headed. You're starting with the end in mind. You're not going to be able to write a budget that you feel good about if you're just winging it. If you're just saying, okay, I guess I need to put money here and oh yeah, well maybe vacation, but no, maybe Christmas. No, I don't want any of that. I want you to be able to be intentional with your goals so that way you can work backwards and say, I have five months to meet this goal of setting aside this money. How much do I want to set aside each month? or each paycheck. Think of your budget as a way to allocate your money towards what's important to you, which we're gonna be talking about in another principle. But by giving your goals and starting with the end in mind, by knowing your goals, you are giving them a priority spot in your budget. You're saying, this is what I'm working towards. It deserves a line in my budget. And you're gonna start making more progress and feel more in control of your financial future. It is totally okay for your goals to change over time. In fact, they should. My goals in 2013 are very vastly different than my goals 10 years later in 2023. In 2013, my husband and I were still on our debt-free journey. We were nearing the end, kind of, sort of. Actually, no, we weren't really nearing the end. I think we were like smack dab in the middle, actually. 2013, we're smack dab in the middle of our debt-free journey. We were pregnant with another child. We were trying to save up money to pay hospital bills while paying down debt, all of those things. Our goals looked vastly different. As you move forward into different stages of your life or even different months in the year, your goals might change and that's not a bad thing. I mean, we're meant to grow. 
over time as people. So our goals in 2013 are very different than our goals in 2023. Our goals in 2023 for me personally is to max out my solo 401k. My goal in 2023 is to max out IRAs for my husband and I. Another goal is that my husband actually, and this is a an example of a of a more of a short-term goal. My husband's changing jobs. Starting in September, his paycheck is going to look different. He's going to be bringing home less money, but the kicker is we will have much more time with him. So I'd rather have more time with my husband and with the family than less money. So he'll be bringing home a little bit less money, which means my goal is to figure out, okay, starting in September, what does our budget need to look like so it's realistic now that my husband's paycheck is changing? Do I need to start paying myself more from my business? It's important to remember that our goals might change over time and that's totally okay. So just to recap, principle number one is to completely change the way you see budgeting, especially if you've been seeing it in this negative light. Principle number two is to know your goals. You need to know what you are working toward. Today's episode is brought to you by my budget to build wealth. Here's the truth. I do not believe, actually, I refuse to believe that wealth is just for the rich. I believe that wealth can be built on a budget without sacrificing what you love to spend money on. I fully believe that budgeting is the quickest, most effective way for you to reach your money goals. So whether your goal is to stop living paycheck to paycheck, pay off those student loans that have been hanging over your head, or find room in your budget every single month so that way you can start investing for your future, you're going to need a guide, a plan to get yourself there, which is exactly what I'm sharing in my free training, Budget to Build Wealth. In this training, I'm gonna be sharing three massive mistakes that people make with their budget and their financial plan so that way you can avoid them. I'm gonna be sharing with you the secret to freeing up more money in your budget each month so that way you can send extra money to your goals. And I'm going to be sharing with you my tried and true four-step framework to budgeting your way to wealth without giving up what you love. Plus, there is a very special free gift for anyone who stays until the end. You can sign up by going to inspiredbudget.com slash class or just click the link in my show notes. You'll be able to choose a time that works for your schedule and I'll see you there. Principle number three might be my favorite and it is to create a realistic budget. Now, I will tell you that I have worked with thousands thousands of women and people on their budgeting. And one of the things that throws people off the most is they feel like they write a budget that never works. They are creating a budget for the perfect version of themselves. Now, I've done this too. Let's say you have your budget and you're saying, I know my goals, right? I know that I want to be paying off debt or I know I want to invest more. I see my budget as a wonderful tool that can help me. I've done principle number one. I've done principle number two. Now it's time for principle number three, which is to create a realistic budget. You sit down and you create this budget that looks picture 
perfect. It looks great. You are going to cook at home seven days a week. You are going to make sure that your water bill is on track. You're not going to spend any more water than you need. You're not going to be tempted at all to spend extra money on Amazon for something that comes up, right? We write this budget that looks perfect and it matches the perfect version of ourselves that we have in our mind. But guess what? You're not that person. You are not that perfect person. You are not that perfect version of yourself. And that is okay. It doesn't make you a failure. It doesn't make you wrong. It doesn't make you bad. It makes you you. And that's okay. So we have to create a realistic budget. Let go of that picture perfect budget that allows you to send 90% of your money to debt or allows you to cook at home every single night and never have an unexpected expense. Let it go. I would sing this out right now, but I'm not the best singer. (laughs) Instead, we have to create a budget that matches our real life. So how do you do that? Well, It comes back to knowing yourself really well. Now, here's what I mean by that. When you track your past spending, when you know the tendencies you have of where you like to spend money or how much money you're spending on groceries, how much money you're spending on gas, how much money you're spending on restaurants, when you can look back at that past spending and you're tracking it on an app or using Quicken or whatever you wanna do, you start to see patterns in your spending habits. And that is the key to creating a realistic budget, noticing and identifying your patterns. Sometimes we make a budget for the perfect version of ourselves, but we're totally ignoring our own patterns and habits. For instance, if you want to grab a coffee every single day on your way to work because you have to go into the office now and that coffee makes you happy and it brings joy into your life, include it in your budget. That is your pattern. Your pattern, your habit is spending $10 at Starbucks or hopefully some sort of local coffee shop every morning. Include $50 a week into your budget for that pattern, for that habit. Stop creating a budget that doesn't include it when you know you're gonna go otherwise. Another example is our grocery budget. I know a lot of people plan to spend a certain amount on their groceries, but when they look back at their actual spending, they're spending way more. Our family alone, thanks to inflation, has been spending at least $1,000 a month on groceries. Our family, 10 years ago, we would spend $500 on groceries. But guess what? Our kids are growing. They're eating more. Groceries are more expensive. We're honestly cooking healthier foods, and sometimes those healthier ingredients cost more. And so by knowing our patterns when it comes to how much we're spending at the grocery store, I can create a budget that is realistic and says, hey, yeah, we we used to spend only $150 or $125 at the grocery store each week, but now we spend between 200 and 225 or 200 and 250. You have to own that part of you so that your budget is more realistic easier to stick to and customize for your family's needs or your needs. So principle number three, create a realistic budget that is based on your actual spending habits 
not a perfect version of yourself that does not exist most of the time. The final principle to successful budgeting is to prioritize your spending. Now this comes right back to principle number two, which is to know your goals. You have to know your goals to be able to prioritize your spending correctly and well, honestly. To reach your goals, you have to make choices about how to spend your money. It's important to understand that you can't spend money on everything all at once. The likelihood of you getting to spend money on every single thing you want and every single goal you have, it's just not likely unless you have a very unlimited income. Now, what does prioritizing your spending look like? Well, I'm glad that you kind of sort of asked. (laughs) Prioritizing your spending means that you're just deciding what's important to you right now. For example, maybe right now what's important for you is saving up for a vacation. You know that you want to take a vacation and you want to set aside some money for that. So because you're saving for a vacation, you decide to spend less on eating out or entertainment for that month. Now, I will share exactly how our family prioritizes our spending. I know that we can't do everything we want to do. We can't spend and spend and spend. So I know in terms of my own values that I would rather. Now, remember, this is my thing. So if you don't agree with it, that's totally okay. You can disagree and still be right. Let's just let's just like lay that out there. Every single week, our family goes out to eat usually once, maybe twice. My husband is in this big cooking dinner at home thing and I'm letting him run with that. But we usually go out to eat at least once or twice. Now, we choose to eat at simple restaurants that aren't gonna cost us a lot of money. It's still rather expensive. It still costs us about $50 for our family of four to go out to eat at Chick-fil-A or maybe a local burger joint. But typically when we do go out to eat, we're not sitting down at really fancy restaurants where we're dropping $100 plus a meal. That's not where our priorities lay. Instead, I would rather spend my money on my every other week housekeepers. I have two incredible women that come in every other Thursday and they clean my house and they do an amazing job. I value spending money and giving it to them and having a clean house more than I value going out to eat at a really nice, expensive restaurant with our family. That's how we prioritize our spending. We say we can't have it all. We might not be able to have all the fancy restaurants and the housekeeper. So which one do we enjoy more? Which one matters more to us? And for me, 100%, it's the housekeeper. And I think my husband would say the same as well. By making conscious decisions about where you want your money to go, you can make progress towards your goals. It's like deciding which toy to buy at the store when you're a little kid. You have $10 in your pocket. You can only walk away with one of those toys. Which one are you going to get? That's what prioritizing your spending looks like. It's choosing the one that means the most to you at the time. 
Now, just to recap all four of those principles for successful budgeting, number one is change the way you see budgeting. If you see it as a chore or a consequence, it's time to recognize that and ask yourself how you can slowly over time change it to where you see budgeting as the plan that can help you achieve what you want in life. The second principle is to know your goals. You have to know what you're working toward. When it comes to budgeting, budgeting aimlessly can work, but it won't necessarily be effective and it won't keep you on track all the time. So make a plan for what you're working toward and know your goals. Principle number three is to create a realistic budget based off of your spending habits. And we know our spending habits by going back and looking at the clues in our past spending. So tracking your spending will really help you know your spending habits so you can create a realistic budget. And the fourth and final principle is to prioritize your spending. It's important for us to know what we value and spend based on our values and include those values in our budget and let go or cut back on the things that don't matter as much to us. Now remember, budgeting is a tool. It's a plan to help you take control of your money and achieve your financial goals by changing your mindset, creating a realistic budget, knowing your goals and prioritizing your spending, you will be setting yourself up for budgeting success. It's not about restrictions or sacrifices. Instead, budgeting is about making intentional choices and using your money in a way that aligns with what's truly important to you. Now, normally at the end of my episodes, my solo episodes, I like to answer a question that was sent in, but I'm going to flip the script here and instead I'm going to share a message I received on Instagram from someone and she says, hi, Allison, I wanted to reach out and tell you how much following you on Instagram has helped me. You really helped me learn about budgeting and how to stick to it and what the bigger picture is when trying to create a better life for yourself. As of today, she sent me this on that day, I am officially debt free. I started this journey in 2020 and I have paid off $39,421 and I did this all by myself. Oh my gosh, like that feeling of paying off almost $40,000 of debt has to be incredible. So, okay, but then she says, The next chapter feels amazing, and I just want to thank you for being such a role model and helping me on this journey. Here's the deal. I want you to take this message that someone sent me on Instagram. I want you to take it and run with it. Let it inspire you and motivate you. This woman paid off $40,000 all by herself. We don't know the details of it. We don't know how much she was making, how much her minimum payments were, but it doesn't matter. We still know it took work, but the work was worth the effort. It was worth what she has now, which is this freedom, this new outlook on money. And it's like she stepped through a door and into the next chapter of her life. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on the Inspire Budget Podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a rating or review. A review can take you literally 30 seconds to write and I read all of them. So that would be a really great way just to share some feedback for me on the podcast, especially if you're loving it. And then of course, if you liked this episode, 
just send it to one person. You can hit the share button, share the link to the episode that you are listening to and loving to one person that you think would like it. It's okay if they don't listen to it, but sharing is caring. It's a great way for my podcast to get out to other people and to introduce your friends or family members to a podcast that you are enjoying right now. I'll be back next Thursday with another brand new episode for you. I'll see you then.